The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. We want to come back to um, Shane McGowan and McGowan rather and his passing today. The sad news uh, that. Uh, he has uh, moved on to his eternal reward, age 65. One of our listeners says, it's a true saying we have down here in Cork. When we have a local funeral, it comes in threes. It's a way for the island of Ireland to mark the closing of 2023. We've lost three of our most loved and highly respected musicians who put us on the map. Sinead, Christy and now Shane. May you all rest in peace. You will be very, very sadly missed. That is a, a lovely message to get in on 87 106. Jonathan Cronin is with me now of the band Cronin and a good friend of Shane McGowan. Jonathan, listen, thanks a million for speaking to us and what I'm sure is a sad day for you and for everybody who knew Shane well. Heartbroken, feel like we've a sledgehammer. His, his and his now, like he's a very, very good friend now and we didn't expect him to go this week. He was weak now, but we were up to see him on Sunday, but we're in shock like it, the whole country and world was this morning a very sad day for Irish music and world music. Our poet laureate has gone. Uh, you, you say world music, uh, Jonathan. I think that's one of the aspects maybe of this that uh, people, not everybody, but some people wouldn't have been aware of. I mean, I, I got a push from the New York Times to tell me this had happened. Yeah. Like Shane was just known all over the world. All, all, all over the world. And I, I said earlier today, is he, is he more famous than James Joyce? Would more people know Fairy Tale in New York than Ulysses? Or Dubliners or Finnegan's Wake. It's yeah. as big as that. And we, we don't know yet. In a thousand years' time, they'll be singing Shane's songs. It's, it's joined the oral tradition of the Wild Rover or Spansel Hill or the Rocky Roads Dublin. His songs have joined that pantheon. What was he like as a person? We've been hearing a lot about him as a musician and his legacy, but yeah. you knew him, Jonathan. What was he like as a person? Well, he's, he's, he's great. We've known Shane 25 years, but the last 15 years we've been playing and recording. Very loyal person. Very funny person, or a very proud person, proud of Tipperary, proud of Ireland, pure romantic, completely in love with his wife. You can see where all the lyrics come from. Big into his history, big into his films, big into his westerns, big into his clothes, big into the mod scene, big into the punk scene. He still loved Big Tom, Foster and Allen, Joe Dolan, Sean O'Reardor, Carolyn, Caravaggio. <laughs> huh? He, a, 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 a man of arts and taste, and he was like a prolific um, artist in the broader sense of the word as well, wasn't he? He wasn't just like a lyricist; yeah. obviously, a great musician as well and a yeah. singer. But I mean, he he, he wrote books, he he he, he painted his, his scribblings as well. Yeah. Are kind of mesmerising, having been published a couple of years ago. And it's a big big exhibition in London and and Dublin last year, and. The, the paintings are out now. But one thing about him, he was a band man. He wanted to be in a band and it was a whole gang with his all, you know, in a gang, like be it the Nips, his first band, or the Pogues, or the Popes. Or so, that was his big love was music. And what, why do you think, Jonathan, his music resonated with so many then around the world? Because this is all emigration. Them songs written in London when you're missing Ireland, the others. And from, from the old tradition they came from, it could be James Clarence Mangan or, or, or Brendan Behan who wrote them. Listen, Liam O'Mainly is with us uh, uh, as well, fellow musician. Yeah. Liam, listen, it's, it's, it's great to talk to you again, uh, uh, despite the, the sad circumstances of our conversation. Um, tell me about the Shane McGowan that you would have crossed paths with. Well, he was 
he was a man who wouldn't suffer fools gladly. And um, he was an awesome presence. Um, there was also a real childlike, I felt, a childlike energy about him. I, I, he inspired love, you know. That's, what, that's, that's my... I remember spending a couple of days um, in Craig Castle in his company and like i was it was a it was a group we were it wasn't like me and him intimate together but there was like a, a gang of people all spending uh time in craig castle and i just remembered it was just he was the precious one in the in the in the room i don't know there was a he was the center he was the heart of the of the room uh, and I just, I feel, I feel, I always felt love around him. That's, that's really. Yeah. What is his, then, um, sorry, Liam, I was, I was going to ask, what, what okay. is his, um, his musical legacy for you? Well, all those songs he wrote that, 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 uh, that, that speak to, to the, to those who have lived a life, you know, he, he writes from experience, and um, and his references are beautiful. You know, they're, they're and they're 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 the people's people's music. You know, people's music is what he wrote. M- music that spoke to to the to the soul and to the Irish, to to, mm. to the people. Yeah. And I think as well, and I wonder what you think about this. I mean, the fact that he had such public struggles and that he wore them on his sleeve I th- in a way I mean that I can that endeared him to people that's it yeah yeah he let's go um, sorry I'm boarding I'm boarding the Galway bus I'll tell you what I, I'll let you jump on the Galway bus for a moment and, 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 I, and I'll bring on Mundy who's with us uh, as well uh, Mundy when did you and Shane first cross paths well, my first concert was uh, in Shinron in County Offaly uh, when I was 14. <clears throat> but um, I got signed to Epic Records when I was 20 and uh, moved to London around that time, around 20, when I was 21, when my first album came out. And I met Shane up in uh, Swiss Cottage. He was with uh, a man who had signed him for uh, publishing um, called Liam Teeling, and they were sitting outside a restaurant. And we got to chatting, and that was the first time I met him. But... Uh, I kind of got to know him properly uh, through when Sharon Shannon and her big band uh, invited him along as a guest, and I was another guest with Desi O'Halloran, and we had a great little unit going for about four or five years. It was very special. And would you have been, I mean, before that first time you met him, you, you would have been a fan, wouldn't you? Yeah, like I had all these cousins um, uh, called the Beltons from uh, Keena and County Longford, they had a massive uh, vinyl collection, and one of the albums was Rum, Sodomy, and the Lash, which is one of their greatest albums, was there. And when that came on, and the bad language, and the down-and-out characters, and speaking of war, and waltzing Matilda, and um, just, it was, it was traditional music upside down with, with, a, with a, a rocket going through it, and it really appealed to me, and especially to hear... Um, this this voice, you know, the, the the screaming and the roaring, and I I just love this. It turned me on in a big way. 
So, I mean, did you keep your cool the first time you met him? Um, did I? Do you know what? <laughs> I was I was recording my second album in London, and I had to kind of mind myself. And I had been going out a good bit around then, and I I I had I had this feeling that I'd never uh, go to record the album if we if we went at it. So <laughs> I kind of ran away, to be honest. Um, and I regretted it for ages. I thought, well, do you know what? And I kicked myself for a couple of years until finally I got to meet him on a normal circumstance. But uh, um, no, we, w- w- the first time I met him that time in London, we talked about country music. But Hank Williams, we talked about, um, oh, the, uh, the birds and the Flying Burrito Brothers and all these. He, like, he, he was a massive absorber of music and you know, I don't think you can write good songs if you don't listen to good songs, you know, and I don't think, uh, and, I, and, and he, was, he would read a lot of books, I'm sure he, everybody knows that. So, um, yeah, he knew his stuff. Yeah, and it was interesting, isn't it, to, you know, Jonathan Cronin talking about his, his, his love of all different types of music, like a huge fan of Big Tom and everything, like going back through the years in Ireland. Kind of music that, I guess those of us who don't really know music to the degree that you guys would, wouldn't automatically well, you know, think it, infuses it, at the Pogues, but maybe well, it does on some level. His, his, sec- his second album, his second solo album is called Crock of Gold. And um, it really, really is a tribute to all the, all those show bands like um, Johnny mentioned, uh, Foster and Allen, uh, Big Tom, um, T.R. Dallas. Uh, but, it's, but he takes it to a level that's just, out of this world it's aggressive it's dirty it's funny and he takes it to Tipperary to where he's from and he makes it he just he makes Shane you know Shane McGowan just put his hand to it his way and it became another thing altogether and uh, that's what that's what was so magic about him you know Uh, Charles had a wand yeah go on he had a wand He, he had a special wand Charles Hendy is with us as well from the Mary Wallopers. And uh, Charles, I, I'm not sure if you realise this, but kind of you've been mentioned a couple of times today in, in some uh, of the tributes that have been paid to Shane McGowan and the Pogues as kind of inheritors or, or of the flame or carriers of the flame. How does that make you and the rest of the band feel on a day like today? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, uh, we played in uh, Kentish Town Forum recently. And we had Spider Stacy, who was uh, the whistle player out of the Pogues, play with us. And uh, we knew Shane was sick and all that. And uh, sometimes people will say to us, oh, is it annoying uh, getting compared to the Pogues? But it certainly is not. You know, uh, uh, it's the best we could have hoped for. You know, the Pogues are, they, they create, they made being Irish cool. You know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, unashamedly Irish. And I think... Nowadays in the Irish music scene, uh, people are unashamedly Irish and it would not exist without the Pogues or Shane, you know. Uh, so, you know, there, there, I guess there's a, a tendency in some genres of music to have this mid-Atlantic accent, uh, um, you know, which which the Pogues, you could never accuse the Pogues of and you certainly couldn't accuse no, you guys of. Uh, absolutely. No. Um, so, uh, you know, is, is, is that something that, Maybe didn't necessarily exist, or certainly not in the scale to 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 the extent it did exist after Shane and the Pogues came along. Uh, no, absolutely not. You know, and we, I wasn't alive 
uh, when the Pogues were at their height in the 80s, maybe, and stuff like that. But uh, we were hugely influenced by the punk scene in the 70s, uh, despite being later on. You know, we had the internet and all that, so you can kind of choose your choose your weapons that mm. way. But a lot of the punk stuff was inherently English. It was about God save the Queen. You know, the closest thing we had in the Sex Pistols, God save the Queen, was Is This the IRA is one of the lyrics. And I used to listen to that and go, oh, well, maybe they're kind of talking about the Irish. But then the first time uh, I heard the Pogues, it was uh, traditional Irish music and it was punk and it was raw. And all of the topics are raw and honest. And that reflects the music, you know. And so uh, without the likes of them or Jinx Lennon even in Dundalk, you know, it, it really allows young Irish people, speaking for myself now, when I was younger, it allowed me to... Uh, be able to sing in my own accent yeah. and be myself as opposed to trying to imitate uh, other rock stars that I was aware of. You know, there was something accessible about it and the Pogues made Irish music accessible to the rock and roll world. Well, listen, Charles, keep up the good work uh, with Mary Wallopers and uh, I hope we talk again soon. Uh, Charles Hendy there. We also spoke to Jonathan Cronin to Monday and to Liam O'Mwain Lee. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.